Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 7 Super Sleuths in the Sugar Islands by E.M. Clark Read by Lexi Chapter 5 The Sunken Treasure The disguised Marmaduke was going to a pub in Port Royal called the Sea Serpent. It was frequented by the pirates and various other undesirables, so was the perfect spot to gain some intel. The more we can find out about what those pesky pirates are up to, the better chance we have of staying one step ahead of them, Lara said. Take the talk listener, Duke, suggested Sam. No, Marmaduke replied, thanks for the offer. I'd love to take it, but it's too dangerous. They're often rough at the sea serpent, especially when they're drinking rum. I don't want them to find it on me. Too risky. Sam nodded. Fair enough. But I, for one, don't want you going in there alone. Well then, I'll obscure Anna, said Zelly. If I make her invisible, she can go with you and help you if you get into any trouble. Make her invisible? repeated Marmaduke incredulously. Yep, said Zelly merrily. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant Anna invisibility. Anna shimmered into obscurity, vanishing in a flash. Excellent, cried Lara, her eyes gleaming. Take Rafa as well, offered Zav. He'll be good cover. Plus, with him on your shoulder, you'll look more authentic. Rafa leapt with glee to Duke's shoulder, pulling his ear merrily. Everyone agreed that Marmaduke did look totally different. Zappa stared up at him with big, melting eyes, desperate to join him on the adventure. Not today, Zap, Marmaduke said kindly, giving the dog a pat. You're too recognisable, I'm afraid. You might give me away. Zappa licked his hand in an I understand gesture and wagged his tail. There are so many different ships that dock here and they don't stay long, so it's a good way of getting information, Marmaduke said. Aren't you worried? asked Sophie. Now, I've done this a million times before, said Marmaduke with a reassuring smile. I like acting. The trick is to pretend you are the other person. We've been in disguise before, added Sophie, but the Sugar Islands seem much more dangerous than Sunlandia, that's for sure. Yeah, agreed Nika, that's true. It's a bit of a frontier mentality here, but I love it, said Marmaduke. There are lots of opportunities to do what you like. Ah, I see what you mean, said Milo thoughtfully. In Sandopolis, we're all expected to follow our parents in a job. It's great that you can choose. Yeah, said Lara. It's a bit uncertain, but a lot of fun. Right, I'd better skedaddle, said Marmaduke, giving them all a cheery wave. With Rafa perched on his shoulder and an invisible Anna flying above him, Marmaduke pushed open the dilapidated door of the Sea Serpent pub. Several battered, sea-worn faces turned to look at him, but they grunted and turned away as they recognised him. As Marmaduke had said, he did this often, so neither the regulars nor the landlady viewed him with suspicion. The landlady slammed down a foaming tankard for him and turned away to serve another customer. Marmaduke took a sip. What news? He muttered in the general direction of the other solitary drinkers. Not much, came the reply. Why are you asking? came a suspicious voice from right behind Duke. He turned his head slowly, though his heart was pumping fast. It was Humberto, the pirate who had followed them earlier. He was accompanied by his brother, Umberto, and they looked like they were in a foul mood. Just asking, that's all, Marmaduke drawled. Might be after a bit of work. 
Humberto looked at his brother when he heard this. Really? Well, you might just be in luck, my friend, he said. He lowered his voice. We've heard news of some treasure, you see, and we're after it. Marmaduke raised a tatty eyebrow. Working with Arvin and Silvana, are you? Humberto looked shocked. How'd you know that? cried Umberto. Their reactions were all the proof Duke needed. He grinned at them. They're always after some treasure, those two, he replied. Yeah, well, we're on to it properly this time, boasted Umberto. It won't be long before we've figured out exactly where it is. Shut up, his brother snarled. Get us a drink. The two pirates moved away from Duke, but Rafa the monkey jumped up onto a beam and followed them silently listening carefully to Humberto and Umberto's whispered conversation. As Marmaduke wondered what to do next, he heard a strange sound behind him. Rattle. 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 He felt the invisible Anna flutter her wings urgently against his ear. Something was wrong. Slowly, Marmaduke turned to identify the source of the strange sound. Rattle, rattle, rattle. A mangy black cat with chunks of fur ripped out of her coat due to endless vicious fighting and only one beady red-rimmed eye was prowling towards him. Around her scraggy neck hung a necklace of bones. It was these which made the sinister rattling sound. Marmaduke gulped. He understood why Anna the parrot was nervous. That cat did not look friendly. Suddenly, rattling cat stopped dead. She sniffed the air and gave a meow, which sounded more like a growl than a mew. Slowly, her head turned toward Marmaduke and the invisible Anna fluttering just above his head. The cat's one eye narrowed. Then she sprang, swiping at the air where Anna was hidden. Fortunately, Marmaduke was ready and he brought his tankard up to protect his face. Clang! Rattling Cat had flown straight into it and it acted like a shield, protecting Duke and Anna from her vicious claws which raked the air just beneath the invisible parrot. Foaming beer sprayed everywhere, accompanied by roars from the other customers. Rattling Cat landed, as cats tend to do, on all fours upright and hissing with fury, her fur standing on end. She gazed malevolently at Marmaduke and seemed about to pounce for a second time when a low, drawling voice made her pause. Well, 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 it said silkily. What have we here? Marmaduke took his opportunity. Rafa had jumped back onto his shoulder and, with Anna flying invisibly above him, he sped from the pub, shouting, Nice cat! at the pirate in the black coat as he sprinted past him. The others were waiting patiently for Marmaduke to return when they saw him pelting towards them. Go! he cried. Back to the ship! Rafa was clinging to his neck and the invisible Anna twittering with alarm. They rushed back to the safety of the ship, Marmaduke constantly looking behind him but neither rattling cat nor the mysterious black-cloaked figure was behind him. The children all gathered together on board to hear what had happened. 
They know there's a treasure trove and Arvin and Silvana are involved, but they're not sure exactly where it is, reported Duke breathlessly. There must have been a leak somewhere at the governor's end because we've not told anyone. I reckon they're afraid to go out at night because of the ship swallower, so that's when we must go. What is it, Rafa? asked Zav, as the little monkey was pulling his sleeve. He has news, said Zelly. Great good creature, wise and true, tell me what I ask of you. Rafa took a deep breath. I overheard Humberto and Umberto saying that some fishermen snagged a bit of mast from a wreck, and that is what has put them on the track of the location. Yeah, that makes sense, said Duke. They were showing off that it wouldn't be long until they had the exact location of the treasure. Classic Humberto and Umberto boasting, said Sam, rolling his eyes. Honestly, they are complete buffoons. No wonder we beat them to the smuggler's gold, said Milo, referring to their third case. But why were you running, Duke? asked Sophie, puzzled. It sounds like your mission went swimmingly. Well, it did, said Duke, until we had a run-in with the mangy old cat. <gasps> Zelly and Sophie gasped in shock. I've never seen anything so ugly, Duke continued. A necklace of bones around its neck. Ugh, and it could definitely sense Anna. We had a close shave there. The sleuth stared at him, horrified. Rattling cat, said Zav with a gulp. Uh-oh. Where rattling cat goes, we know who is sure to follow, added Sam grimly. Vile Vinicius, the rest of the sleuths chorused. Lara and Marmaduke stared at them. Did a man in a black cloak arrive with the cat? asked Milo urgently. Yeah, now you mention it, said Duke. Why? That's vile Vinicius, said Zav. Humberto and Umberto may be idiots, but, unfortunately for us, vile Vinicius certainly is not. We'd better be careful. Yeah, we'll certainly need to keep our eyes open, said Nika. We'll leave in the dead of night, as long as you're sure you know the water, he asked the locals, Lara and Duke. Yeah, we know the way blindfolded, Marmaduke assured her airily. And I'll study the maps and letters again before we set off later added Lara. They were at the ship swallower before sun-up. It's lucky you know the waters well enough to risk night sailing, said Milo. There's no way the pirates would try it, so we have a head start. They busied themselves with dive gear and were soon kitted out, ready to go below and search. Time to find some sunken treasure, declared Zav. Elementary. My dear Watson, the others replied, and they sank slowly beneath the waves. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 6, Hiding from Pirates. Help spread the word about the Super Sleuths and their adventures by telling your friends and leaving us a review. See you next time!